0: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. Now, from the Osmond
1: Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed, Reed Wilkins, Wilkins on, on Oilers, Oilers Radio, Radio. 630 He'll Lumber across the blue line, feed McDavid to the net, a shot score! And that should seal the deal. 6-2 Edmonton McDavid, second of the night, ninth of the year. For most of this season, the
2: Vegas Golden Knights didn't look like an expansion team and the Edmonton Oilers didn't look like a team that finished eighth overall last season. Tonight at Rogers Place, the Vegas Golden Knights looked like an expansion team and the Edmonton Oilers looked like the team that finished eighth overall last season. An absolute rout. The Oilers in control throughout eight two the final damage. Connor McDavid gets two goals. And an assist. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins scores twice. Benning, Clefbaum, Latestu, and Maroon also tally for the Oilers who have a big night on special teams going 3-for-3 on the power play and 4-for-4 on the penalty kill adding in a shorthanded goal to boot. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 10 o'clock on Oilers Radio 630. Chad, this is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. We'll have post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. First of all, Rob, that was uh, a completely assertive uh, performance by the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, you feel a little bit for the two young, uh, relatively inexperienced goaltenders that that had to play for the Golden Knights, but... If you got an advantage, you got to take advantage, and the Oilers did that.
3: Well, you do, and the Oilers knew that they had to get to the goaltending. That's the, the weakness right now for Las Vegas, having in their fourth and fifth goal tenders. And, and they put pucks on net. They got bodies in front of the net. They got tips. They got rebounds. Uh, they drove the net. I mean, they even had a goal disallowed because Maroon drove through the crease. And those are things they have to do. They got to get around the net to score goals. It's been coming. The last... You know, road trip especially. They had a number of great opportunities. They played in good defensive hockey. The bouncers weren't coming for them offensively. And tonight they got bounces. They got pucks that tipped in off players. They got rebounds that bounced to them. And the pucks that went their way finally. Hopefully this is a confidence builder going into the next little stretch, which is another tough stretch the others have. So tonight was one where everyone got to play. Everyone got to get a lot of ice time, feel good about themselves, and set themselves up.
2: So the Oilers improved to 7-9-2 on the season. Vegas now 10-6-1. Their first loss in the Western Conference. Vegas was 7-0 against the West coming into tonight. Now 7-1. Dennis... Wins our first goal of the game contest. He picked Oscar Clefbaum. How about that? Well, and a shorthanded goal, nonetheless. I mean, I don't know if who that's what Dennis drew it up. Who wouldn't pick Oscar as your first pick? So uh, Dennis goes into the draw for a $2,500 gift certificate to Ashley Fine Floors. The Japanese Village goal light is on on 630 slash Oilers. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. We turn that on whenever the Oilers score three or more in a game. So Dylan Ferguson, the emergency goaltender for Vegas, up from the Kamloops Blazers, gets into this game. His first appearance in the NHL faces two shots. One of them went in. He played nine fourteen. He's the fifth Vegas goaltender to play this year. I was looking up before the game in the, uh, the modern-day NHL, Three teams have used seven goalies, which is the record. O seven, O eight, Los Angeles. O two, O three, St. Louis, and a team you would have played against, Rob, the eighty nine, ninety Quebec Nordiques. <laughs> so Vegas already. I, I don't know if they're going to get to seven. That's hard well, to do to get to five, let alone seven.
3: Their sixth is going to be dressed next game. I mean, Legacy, the way he he leaves the game tonight, he did not look like it's. He's going to be back next game playing. He pulled himself and hobbled down the hallway. So right now you got Ferguson. Who is a junior goaltender, Mm -hmm. who played nine minutes tonight, is now going to be most likely, unless they make a move, will be their starter for their next game. And now we thought it was funny when we had to name the fourth and fifth goaltenders for the Las Vegas Thunder. Who's their sixth? Las Vegas. Like, You're still sorry, Las Vegas. That's, that's my the, IHL. That's my IHL team, <laughs> yeah. I, I've been doing that all day, too. So the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So now who's their sixth goal? Like, where do you go? Do you, they, They've pulled out a junior goalie. Now do you go into Bantam? Who's their? Oh, who's one of the one of the owner's sons playing goals somewhere in Sacramento, and he's going to come up and play goal for them. So they're probably going to have to make a move. They're going to have to find a goaltender that's capable of playing because you can't throw some young junior age kid into, I mean, this is a team that's
2: actually in a playoff spot right now. Well, and you know what, Rob, uh, Niemi was claimed by the Canadians today. I saw that. Yes, and so Vegas is ahead of Montreal in the standings. So if Vegas put in a claim, which I, I don't know, I imagine they would have, but they, they they couldn't get them because the Canadians are, are worse.
3: Oh yeah, you're right, right? too. So <laughs> that, yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, the so they they're at their fifth and sixth. So who are the Oilers? Fifth and sixth goaltenders. Well, I'd
2: have to go down to the ECHL roster.
3: Yeah, so that, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, it is, and it's hard for the for Las Vegas. You're like, what do you do? I mean, you can't give up anything valuable to get a goaltender that you're only going to have for weeks until Flurry or, or or Subban or. One of the other four goalies that's hurt for you gets back. A tough situation for, for Las Vegas, especially after such a, a fantastic start to the season for them.
2: So 8-2, the Oilers take it. It was 3 nothing after the first period. 4-1 after the second period, and then it ends 8-2. Nugent Hopkins and Ben McDavid with two each. Man, a $200 donation tonight to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world who give $25 for every Oilers goal throughout the season. And you can follow the total for the year on the Oilers page on 630ched.com. So the Oilers get eight goals on their road trip over four <laughs> games. They get eight tonight. They needed the offensive explosion. Seven eight zero will bring Tony onto the open line. Hello,
4: Tony. How's it going, boys? Good. So, I have a question for you guys. So, you know how um, we've been getting a lot of, like in the last couple of games, we've been getting quite a few uh, goaltender interference penalties, whatever. Well, tonight when Maroon got pushed in to, I think it was was it Westwood or whatever his name is? It
2: was Ferguson, the the second goalie.
4: Okay, Ferguson. In my opinion, I think that if the player is pushed in, the goal should count. It doesn't matter who, what team it is, it should count because of the fact that the, that the player gets pushed right into the goaltender. What do you guys think? Well, it,
2: di- it didn't matter tonight, and I know people were mad at me on Twitter for piling on Vegas, which I wasn't trying to do. But I think if you just look at that play, independent of the score... That should have been a goal. Because Maroon's skates were not in the crease. He was actually trying to make himself small to not hit the goalie. And he was bumped into the goalkeeper. I actually thought Maroon did textbook what a forward should do to avoid the goalie and stay out of the way. And he got pushed in. But, I mean, the way the game went, obviously it didn't matter. But in a tight game, that that could have been a big call. Yeah,
3: I agree. If if this was a, a game where it was close... I, I'm sure that Tom McCall would have, and he would have, he would have probably uh, said, "All right, we want to review that." Yep. But in the way the the game has gone, I mean, you don't need need the goal. You don't need to, as you said, pal on Vegas. So you just let it go. But they would have now. I don't know. It, it could have gone the other way. There's been some that yeah, we have we question, but I, I am sure that if this was a close game, that would have been reviewed.
2: At, at full speed, I I couldn't tell. And then when I saw the, and granted, the refs are processing it, no. and, that, and that's why they have replay on some of those, but. Yeah, not a, not a huge deal tonight. And I'm not trying to pick on the Ferguson kid or have another goal against his his, his young record. But fair question by, uh, by Tony for sure because it looked like Maroon did what a forward is supposed to do to try to stay out of the way. The Oilers do win it 8-2. The three stars tonight, McDavid the first star, Clefbaum the second star, Nugent Hopkins... The third star, they were all very good this evening, had multiple point games. Rob's going to pick our fourth star for Mishner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. 13 of the Oilers, 18 skaters. Rob had at least a point, and a couple guys who didn't get points I thought had pretty good games too. So who are you going with?
3: Well, I mean, tonight, tonight, you can pick just about anyone on the lineup and feel confident about it. But, I mean, how often when you're a third, fourth line guy, do you get two points? So Jujar Karin is second game. Back from the press box, he has two assists, plus one, and it was his play shorthanded in the first period that really set the tone for the hockey game I'm giving Jujar the four-star.
2: Yeah, I thought good for him. These, yep. these last two games coming out of the press box, he's playing with energy, he's skating hard. We talk about, if you're on the third or fourth line especially, play in a straight line. Go after the puck. Go to the guy you gotta check.
3: Well, and I know that Bob and Jack were talking about it after the game. Camilleri, if he plays next game, somebody has to come out of the lineup. And everybody in the lineup, especially guys, you know, uh, Pugliarvi on the, the right side on second line, and then everyone on the third or fourth lines are now cognizant of the fact that, you know, another guy's coming, a guy that's got a pretty good pedigree. He's going to be in the lineup. One of us has to come out. So we're going to go out there tonight and play so that they coaches will look at us and say, we know what, this guy deserves to play again. So I thought Kara was a guy that was a bubble guy a guy that possibly come, could come out, and tonight I think he cemented a, another opportunity for the next game to play again.
2: So assuming Camilleri plays on Thursday and he is going to fly here tomorrow, and if you missed this earlier, UC Yoken and traded to Los Angeles for Mike Camilleri, d- does Paco come out? Because I thought Kajula, Latestu and Cassian had, a, had an energetic game.
3: <laughs> to, to me, it'd be more, it would be be Renan or Kara. The, the problem, and this is what Jack said afterwards, The Oilers' penalty kill has not been good. There's certain players that have been good on the penalty kill, and Pacquarinen has been good on the penalty kill. Kara, since he's come back, has played some penalty killing. I mean, he set up a shorthanded goal tonight, penalty killing. So that has to be taken into consideration as well. It's not an easy decision, and it's, you know, as a coaching staff, those are the ones you want. You want to have a decision that's not easy because that means everybody's playing ahead, playing well ahead of the guy that's coming in.
2: All right, the Oilers take it eight two over the Vegas Golden Knights. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is our open line number. We'll bring Alex onto the show. Alex, you're on with Robin Reed.
5: Hey guys, up to going. Good. <laughs> I think it was the first game all year where I wasn't screaming so hard here and I could actually relax in the third period on the couch. But uh although Avoichu, uh our defenseman there gave me a few panic moments, more than a few just wondering if you think Gribe is going to uh, dial in for him. Uh, and the other question is, uh, oh, I had another one here. Actually, no, I had a, a few opinions too. Poovy Harvey, I love his speed, you know, and uh, yeah, he seems to be uh, not fighting the puck so much and I hope that his teammates can uh, pass him over the puck a few more times here coming up to give him some more confidence. And, uh, oh, geez, yeah, a lot of good things. I'm looking forward to calling Ari in the uh, in the uh, on the team. That's obviously a, uh, um, what the heck is his name now? He was so, uh, he, he made such an impression on me, I can't even remember his name. Jokinen? Jokinen, yeah. jokinen got that traded. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was not a good situation. And um, yeah, it's that, uh, what can I say? Really looking forward to the next little while here because, you know, this is huge. We got St. Louis, Dallas, and St. Louis again, and then on the road for for five there, and so, but you know what? It's starting to feel good. I'm not so freaked out anymore, and maybe I won't scream so loud anymore on the, it's okay. in
2: the living room. And it's okay, air. Alex. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, hopefully the Oilers keep going here. I, I mean, they, they've tightened up uh, defensively, which, as Rob pointed out earlier, I think was, was the primary task, and especially on home ice. They had some really sloppy games, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they, they like I said, they only allowed eight goals on that road trip, and four was in one game to the Rangers. And, uh, you know, then tonight, a pretty good defensive effort Talbot made the saves he needed to make at the, at the right times and he, you know uh, Alex praised pooley play pooley flat out saved a goal yep. in the first period and I mean like we say Rob we're having fun at the end of this one the fans are happy like I always say though every game starts tied so yep. you have to take control at some point so you know if if doesn't knock that away from Aiken it's it's a 1-1 game w- halfway through the first period, and Vegas is feeling a lot better about and themselves. And they have some belief.
3: Yeah. No, the others did a good job early. And again, the, the thing that was a positive for me from this last road trip was just how well they were playing and playing in their own zone and not giving a whole lot up. This is the team that was getting a ton of chances, so that was eventually going to come. But the fact that they played that, the road trip the way they did in their own zone lends to the fact that they are going to win hockey games because they're in every hockey game. And the other question that Alex asked about Ovitu and, and GRIBA, that one, I think both those players are situational players. Mm-hmm. I think they're playing a big physical team, you'll see Griba. I think if you're playing a, a team with speed, that is, is, is less physical, more skilled, you might see Ovidu. So I, I think both of those guys will play depending on the team they play against and Ovidu had some good moments tonight but there were also some moments in his own, own zone where you saw some deficiencies in his game and, and one of the reasons that he's a, an older player with uh, yeah, that's why he's was signed a fewer, as a 7th defenseman. Yeah, a and when NHL Secker's games.
2: back, and if everybody's healthy, he'll be the 8th defenseman. Yeah. That's just that's the way it is. He did get his first point as uh, as an Oiler tonight. Uh, 13 of the Oilers' 18 skaters got at least a point tonight. Uh, Kellen, do we have uh, Coach McClellan? Okay, right on. Courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. Here's Todd McClellan.
4: Todd, could you just start
6: with... Jujar Karras play the, the last few games you got a goal and like tonight he just seems to be a guy who looks like he did in the preseason
0: yeah he he's played two tremendous games um, he's telling the coach that he deserves to be in the lineup and that he should stay there and we're taking notice so um, you know, I thought he was good on the penalty kill he was big and strong on the cycle um, obviously he made the play to, to get the shorty right off the bat but he, he looks um, determined and there's something happening. And uh, if he keeps playing like that, he's going to get a lot of minutes.
6: Uh, the, the, a lot of things around your team were bound to change, right? Your shooting percentage, home record, getting some goals, uh, depth scoring. Uh, a lot of them changed tonight. Does it Does it feel like you got a chance of making some of those permanent?
0: Oh, I sure hope so. Um, you know, that's that's what the goal is. Uh, eight goal nights don't happen very often. It'll be a while before we get another one of those. But just the, the freedom to play and and um, have a little bit of fun. And scoring's fun. The player, everybody gets in their car and they drive to the rink and they want to score a goal. Like um, You know, that's the individualism in the game and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, tonight a lot of them got rewarded. It was... Um, you know it was a little more relaxed and the bench guys could have a little bit of fun in the game we haven't had that for a long time so it's it's nice to have uh can it be a stepping stone for us um i hope so but they're going to continually be reminded that they have to check we have to check for those chances and uh, uh tonight i thought we did a pretty good job of that and it opened up both ends
6: this morning you said the key for your team at home was you had to check outside of all the goals, I think you'd only given up 12 shots through 40 minutes. Did you feel that that checking factor was there or was
0: it just more finish? No, I I thought it was there. Um, You know, when you don't give up much, usually you're positionally strong and it leads to good breakouts and and opportunities to go the other way. And um, We didn't cheat on on shift length. We didn't cheat in the D zone. Still made mistakes. Um, There's no such thing as a perfect game, but uh, we, we checked our way to a win and checked our way to a lot of goals.
4: Can you talk a little bit about the development that we've seen over this season, certainly, of Ryan
0: Nugent Hopkins? He seems to have grown in so many areas of his game. Yeah, he... Uh, you know, I think that's always been in him, and I think that was there last year. We saw that at the World Cup, and, and um, you know, I'd spent a full year with Nugent. Um, not a full one, because he was injured in year one that that we were here as a staff, but I really really believed in this guy at the World Cup he was excellent and uh, thought he was going to have a really big year Um, and didn't quite go for him the way he wanted to last year but this year things are are happening for him and um, you know consistently doing it right both ends of the rink and he's getting rewarded with offense so uh, I'm proud of him happy for him Um, hope that that can continue as well He's reminding everyone that he was also a number one. Well, he was, yeah, and, you know, there's a lot made out of of Connor and Leon and and, uh, the years they had last year, the contracts, all that type of stuff. But I can tell you, I and, and his teammates and the staff have not forgotten about 93 because he's so important and he does so many things well.
6: Todd, if you can, just a bit off topic, but you yeah, had a player in Mike Camilleri
0: to your lineup now. Just talk, I know you coached against him for years. Your thoughts on how you might use him and, and having him? Well, he's a shooter. Um, since he entered the league, the one thing that he has is a, an incredible shot, a quick release. He knows where the net is. Um, he's obviously still doing that. He's put some goals and assists up this year in, in Los Angeles. And, and um, you know, given the description that, that Speck even talked about earlier here the the lack of scoring and uh, we we think he can come in and use that shot Um, it's not that we haven't created opportunities we haven't finished on a lot of them so if we can continue to create and he happens to be the uh, the the receiver of some of those passes maybe uh, maybe we get a little more offense out of him.
2: That's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan talking about the trade made earlier tonight Jokinen for Camilleri, and the Oilers' 8-2 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. He was praising Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Two goals tonight for Nugent-Hopkins. He is now up to uh, eight on the season. And, yeah, he continue- and there was a play in the second period, Rob. Vegas had a little bit of pressure. Centering pass. Nugent-Hopkins was in front, went down to one knee, put his stick down blocked the pass, had to stick flat on the ice, stood up, and, and let a rush the other way. And that's not going to be on any highlights tonight, but I bet you it might be on the Oilers' video next time they meet and talk about how to defend.
3: Well, the, the one thing that Tom McCullen asked from Ryan Nugent Hopkins last year was to become a, a, a good, solid two-way player. And most nights last year, Ryan Nugent Hopkins was lining up against the other team's best players. And be, he became a better defensive player, but sometimes... And somehow his offense left him a bit last year. And he wasn't the offensive player that they, he had hoped to be and a lot of fans had hoped to be. And this year he's, he, he's back to doing what he needs to do offensively while still being responsible defensively. And that's a sign of a very good hockey player. So he's a guy that Tom McClellan knows he can put out at any time in any position and feel comfortable defensively. But now he's also a guy that the other teams fear. And if you're going to match your best defenseman or your best defensive line against Connor McDavid, well, that's going to make Ryan Nugent Hopkins that much more effective. And, and again, we've talked about he's been doing it with linemates that have been rotating through. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it with Milan Lucic, who hasn't had the touch around the net that, that he probably would, would like to have. And he's still excelling. And tonight was a great example. What I really liked was I think it was his second goal. Coming down, it was a, it was a two-on-one with a, a, a third guy coming in. And he made the right play by shooting. A lot of players this year, we've seen the guys trying to force passes. Right. you got Pugliarvi there. You can force the pass to him, but he wasn't open. The back checker was there. you got Ovitu coming up, jumping in the play, slamming. It's like he wants the puck. But Ryan Newwich and Hopkins, the way he was set up, he had the best shooting angle. He took advantage of it, and he put the puck where we found he's had a ton of success. That far side blow, low blocker, he is consistent with that shot, and tonight he gets a big goal, or not a big goal, but another goal for him just to continue with the offensive surge that he's had to start the season.
2: Oilers win it in a route, 8-2. You can get us at 780-496-0063. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre.
3: This is the Canadian House Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chan Glanced off a skate, carried the other way by David Perron. Drop pass to Neil. Perron, quick shot, squeezed through Talbot, but not into the net. It's still loose, and we've got a penalty upcoming. Perron drew a hooking call, kicked it out to the point, waiting, wiring back to Perron for a one-timer that Talbot's able to fend off couple of Cam Talbots, 22 saves tonight. The
2: save of the game for Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. The Oilers beat the Vegas Golden Knights 8-2 tonight at Rogers Place. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. It's 10:25. 780 780-496-0063 is our open line, and we have Cam standing by. Hey, Cam.
4: Boy, how's it going? Very good. Rob, did you like seeing that Kamloops Blazers uh, goalie mask on there? It must feel pretty good for
3: you to see that happen. Yeah, it was pretty cool for the kid. I was wondering if they are actually going to put him in late in the game. I know that Legacy looked a little, uh, a, a little banged up, and I thought maybe they might just pull him before he pulled himself to give the kid a chance, but he finally got in there. And gets run over once, and then gives up the other goal. But a big moment for him, and unless something changes in Vegas, he may be playing again real soon.
4: Yeah, he's good. I watched him in minor hockey and midget, and I watched him in junior a little bit here too and stuff. He's pretty good goalie. I don't know if he has NHL ceiling or not, but he's he's pretty good. I, I felt terrible for Legacy tonight, balancing that injury. I I sure hope he gets another shot because man, did he ever uh, earn his stripes tonight?
3: Yeah, he'll, he'll get a shot, too, until, until players players start getting healthy. I think they're just hoping any goaltender gets off the IR and comes back and plays for them.
4: For sure. A couple of questions or a couple of comments. Um, well, with Nugent Hopkins, I thought last year was just he, it was an oil and, oil and water uh, situation with he and Everly last year. I thought that they just, for some reason, there was just a major chasm between them. So I think he was carrying a lot of that. That burden last year, and uh, and I think that's what probably dragged him down. The other question I was going to ask, I have a couple more, but that one. Did you guys think Nuge came into camp last year too too thick and too heavy? Like they talked a lot about him putting on weight over summer. Do you think he was slow going into the year last year?
2: That I, I can't answer
4: that uh, because
3: I wasn't
2: around
4: the. I dress don't room.
3: think
2: so. He looked pretty quick at the World Cup. I thought.
4: Okay. Was he carrying an injury at all last year?
2: Not that I know of.
4: Okay. No, for sure. The other thing I was gonna say is um, Las Vegas is not very good. Like, I mean, they're they're probably, and I don't know. I haven't seen them enough. I've seen them a few times, but I mean, they're D the, like they've got guys that don't turn real well, uh, don't track the puck real well. I mean, they've got some savvy and some guys that move the puck and, and that too. But I I just I don't know. I don't I don't see that team winning a lot of games this year. I really.
2: Yeah. Think. I mean, I I think. I, I think that they're a decent expansion team. I, I still think that they won't be a playoff they're, they're team. They're gonna struggle. I, I still think eventually they'll they'll well, drop out of the playoffs.
3: I, I I don't think you're gonna get a true impression of them though without their number one or number two goalie playing. So I mean it's really there's no team in the National Hockey League that's gonna have success with a third, fourth, yeah, fifth that's, stringer. That's
2: an excellent point so, as well.
3: So I, I think that they were a team that I don't think was gonna make the playoffs, but it would have been cool to see what they could have done if
2: Flurry would have stayed healthy. All right, Cam, thanks a lot for calling. Before we go back to the phone lines, downstairs, the Golden Knights coach, Gerard Gallant. This didn't
7: look good, what went wrong tonight? Uh, everything went wrong tonight. They were skating, we give them too many odd man rushes and they're a talented the team and they take advantage of that. So, I uh, you know, it, like you said, right from the start, it wasn't a good game for us. And I thought we'd get a little better in the second, but it, it was a bad game overall. Sometimes when kind of things steamroll like that, it's tough to kind of just stop that wave. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I mean, like I said, we didn't play well at all. I mean, uh, that first period, like I said, the odd man rushes, their power play was clicking, and uh, we just didn't have any energy, any jump, and, uh, you know, that's why they got eight goals against us tonight. They played a good game, and we... uh, we gamble too much and give way too many odd man rushes. We haven't done that all year. and It's the first time we did that. Just a thought on getting Dylan in there. He just, he's still pretty wide-eyed and excited about it. Yeah, no, you know what? The other guy was, you know, he's cramping up a little bit, so we just said we'll get the other kid in there and, uh, you know, give him a chance to play in there. And he's a great kid, and, uh, you know, he went in there and battled her. Is Max okay? Yeah, I hope so. It's just day to day. You know, it's nothing serious. So was it
1: more of a just a, a why not decision to put Dylan in
7: there and let him? have a Well, I mean, like I said, they were getting some goals, and uh, like I said, when he went down there and he was a little sore, so we just wanted to make sure, you know, if we wanted to get him in ready for the next game, and you know, so put Dylan in there, give him a chance.
1: Kirk, this hasn't been the kind of effort your team has put forth. Do you have any mm-hmm. understanding or any thought as to why it appeared tonight?
7: Well, Gary, as a coach, you think about those decisions you make, and uh, we had two days off the ice, and then we had. A practice day yesterday, and uh, maybe it'll be the last time we have two days after the ice at one time. So, you know, like I said, you go back in your decision, you say, it, Did you do the right thing? You're trying to rest your team and get them ready, and maybe it was your wrong decision. But I don't know if that's the, the, that's the reason, but we look flat tonight.
1: And your other losses you've had, and you've said that you've had, you know, mm-hmm. periods of good play or mm-hmm. 30 minutes here 20 minutes there that you can rely on what do you take away from tonight
7: if anything well we forget about tonight you got to move forward and uh, it was a bad game like i said the second period was a little better i thought we competed a little harder but then uh, once i got that fifth goal early in the third period in the power play that's pretty much uh, sealed the game for us and but uh, we just gotta you know you can't quit you gotta battle back and uh, get ready for our next one
2: well, he's a good coach, but his team had a tough night tonight. Gerard Gallant and the Vegas Golden Knights crushed 8-2 by your Edmonton Oilers. We'll have more from both dressing rooms. You're going to hear from Dylan Ferguson, who makes his uh, NHL debut tonight for Vegas in a tough situation. You'll also hear from the Nuge, who has two more goals. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions, Auctions Broadcast Center. Live
0: from the Osmond
3: Auctions Broadcast Center. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio.
1: Six, Back in his own zone. Looks up ice. Sends one up the glass. Lucic bumped it free. Nugent Hopkins has a two-on-one with Pui Army. Nugent Hopkins shoots and scores off the rush. 7-2. He blistered it inside the left post. And Nugent Hopkins, like McDavid, has two tonight. And Edmonton's running Vegas right out of Rogers
2: place. They sure did. Jack Michaels, 8-2 the final. Two goals for Nugent Hopkins. Here's number 93 for G diesel serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices
8: we did tonight but uh, we stuck with it and now uh, we it paid off tonight um anytime you get a short end it just
6: feel like a a good way to start but just a bonus for the team
8: yeah absolutely i mean uh Especially, I mean, obviously, the start of uh, uh, the season for our penalty kill hasn't been the best, but I thought on the road uh, we started to trend upwards, and uh, then you get a shorthanded goal like that, and uh, it does wonders for the the group.
6: There's a lot of things with this team. You hadn't had a shorthanded goal. Your shooting percentage, your home record, a lot of things are bound to change. Does it feel like a lot of them
8: kind of changed tonight? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I mean, we kind of put everything together tonight, and uh, things went well for us, so um, we can't get away from that now. I mean, uh, there's been times this season where uh, at home especially we've kind of had a good one and then we kind of come out with a, a crummy one after. So uh, we got to stick with it and, uh, and play play the same way I mean it's uh, it's working right now so um just got to keep playing that way is that a beard no <laughs> no <laughs> uh, just for yourself for player,
9: you're really going right now offensively I mean how confident are you right now
8: um yeah no I mean uh, I'm f- feeling pretty good it's uh obviously night like tonight is uh, good for the whole group uh, um you get some confidence uh, other guys are again touches and stuff and um so I mean uh, I mean personally uh um, it's starting to roll a little bit and uh, as a team wise, same thing, so just gotta keep that going Any thoughts on today's trade? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it kind of happened right when we got to the. rare I found out right when I got here for the game so um, just a uh, great guy, great uh, uh, great role model, been around forever so uh, just wish him luck uh, in LA hey, Any thoughts
1: on coming in? Reed, yeah, that's uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins
2: Thanks Brendan yeah, Mike Camilleri is now an Oiler. U.C. Jokinen going to Los Angeles in the trade. If you missed that earlier, I I don't know. Is that a beard? I, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever heard that post game before. Never heard that that's question. That's more no. of like day off. You know, they practice. Maybe you're doing a feature <laughs> on facial hair. I don't know. I'm. I can't even comment. I've I've
3: been interviewed a lot in my day. I've never had. You never asked, asked me. if you had a beard or no? Not. And then i would be well. Why are you asking? It doesn't look strong enough to you. It doesn't look manly enough. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've never had that
2: one. Oilers win 8-2 over the Vegas Golden Knights, our adjustment of the game for Alberta's, uh, for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. I mean, special teams performance, a huge adjustment for the Oilers. Power play goes three for three. They kill off all four Vegas power plays, and they score sh- shorthanded. First goal of the game, cleft bomb from Karen Letestu. That's got the ball rolling tonight. So a uh, good story for the Oilers along those lines this this evening seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three rocket you're on go ahead buddy how are you boys
5: good i just want to give uh, my first star for for tonight if i can
3: sure you're not getting paid for it though this is a freebie
5: <laughs> 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 well it goes to peter shirelli for making a subtle move that in my opinion the dressing room because of the timing of it happening at 5:30 in the afternoon two hours before a game i think it shakes up a team and as a player if if you're a sleeper you think you're sleeping or not performing um that's a wake-up call so i'm giving peter shirelli the first star tonight and that's all i gotta say
2: appreciate that rocket well we wondered if something might happen, I, I know the one thing you and I were leaning to, Rob, was maybe something we didn't quite expect mm-hmm. because, I, I mean, I, I always go back. to somebody called in after one game and said, what about Nugent Hopkins for Patcheretti?" Well, I, I didn't like that because no. that creates another, you know. I, 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 but we were saying maybe there's a depth move mm-hmm. that we don't really see coming that, You know, you trade out a guy with some characteristics and get a guy with different characteristics. Uh, You know, both guys are older, obviously, Jokinen and Camilleri, both making around a million a season. Uh, You know, I I hope if if, I I have the same feelings about Jokinen as I do now, as I would have if he would have stayed an oiler. I hope it gets better for him. Yes, because he's a he's a good pro. Like Nugent Hopkins says, he's a good teammate. And it's not like he's totally forgotten how to play hockey over the last over the last two weeks, but he but he was struggling and when Bob and I interviewed Camillary, even though he's getting about half a point a game, Camillary said I kind of thought something might be happening because I don't know if I was fitting in the way they wanted me to so you hope both guys go to their new teams and do well and and, uh, t- and McClellan referenced it. Camilleri is a shooter yes, and despite the orders getting eight goals tonight, uh, and despite them having a lot of shots on goal league wide, um, you know, they, they, they you still sometimes feel like, man, they need somebody who can convert some, maybe some mid-range shots or is a little more willing to just whip it on net.
3: Well, and that's what he's done his whole career. A number of times he's had 20 goals. And he's also a guy that's not afraid to go into the dirty areas to score. He's a guy that you also can throw in your power play. He's been a power play guy his whole career, and and a lot of the time he's been a first power play guy. So uh, he's a guy that I think has more upside than Jokinen did at this point in their career. I think he's a a guy also that you can slide him in more different roles than Jokinen did. I think Jokinen could play third or fourth line. I don't think he was quick enough at this point part of his career to play on your first or second line here. Camilleri might not be as quick enough with his feet, but he certainly is with his hands and his brain. And I think that he is capable of playing top six minutes. And he's also capable of making your third line stronger because he brings a little more skill to the third line than they have right now.
2: You can get us at 780 Reminder, we're looking for somebody to finish the play. You can get an eight-day parking pass to JetSet U Park. JetSet Parking, Park cheap and easy. Visit jetsetparking.com. One of the stories tonight, Dylan Ferguson, emergency call-up goaltender from the Kamloops Blazers, gets into his first ever NHL game for the Vegas Golden Knights, played the last half of the second period.
9: Let's go downstairs and hear from Ferguson.
4: What are your thoughts on the bench there, watching going, oh, I might get
7: actually a chance to play here?
9: You know, I've really been taking my practices, like my games, and um, that's all I really can do, especially while I'm up here, is to, you know, the pace is a lot faster, shooters are a lot more skilled, and, um, you know, for me it's just learning as much as I can in the span of time I'm here, and, you know, I felt like uh, I've been working really hard with Dave, and, um, you know, he kind of came down and said you played that first save really well, and I'm proud of you for that, and, you know, that's a really good feeling for me, and, um, you know, obviously it wasn't the outcome the team wanted, but uh, for me, me, I'm just really grateful to get that opportunity. Coach, come over and ask you if you wanted to go in, or did you say get in? No, nope. he, uh, he told me. I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think I'd have a word uh, about the uh, the answer I could give him. I yeah. think I was going in either way. But um, you know, it's it's really every kid's dream. So um, you know, the fact that it was me, I'm really grateful for that, and just the opportunity I've had here is so surreal. Does it show you what you're working so hard for? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as soon as I stepped on that ice, the first thing I thought of was, you know what, like you've been working so hard for two weeks, just play, and um, you know. They made a really nice play on the power play there. And I almost got there. But, um, you know, it happens. But uh, it was good to make my first save as well. Is it fun? Yeah, you know, everything about this is fun. And that's really a way you have to take it. And then um, just having fun takes away the nerves a little bit as well so uh, I definitely had some nerves going through me I think anyone would
6: Did you say anything from like a puck or send your folks
9: Uh, No I haven't got anything actually so maybe that would be kind of cool if I could grab something and maybe I'll talk to the trainers see if they have a puck or something When you get out of here tonight who's the first phone call that you make Oh my dad for sure Um, you know he's been my biggest supporter ever since I was a kid and uh, you know I've been through a lot of ups and downs and you know, the fact that I got this opportunity here tonight and, um, you know, he's going to be just as excited or more than I am right now because, uh, you know, he's worked very hard for me and, uh, you know, I can't thank him enough for that. And when you're on the bench and there's the own goal, you guys put it in behind the legacy, what were you thinking when you saw that? Well, um, you know, things happen, really. And, uh, you know, there's not much you can do. You just got to think about something else and move forward next puck. It's all one thing at a time, right? So... Thanks for this.
2: Appreciate it. Yeah, Dylan Ferguson, if you missed it earlier, the fifth goaltender to play for the Vegas Golden Knights this season. The modern-day NHL record is 7. Three teams did that, most recently the 07-08 Los Angeles Kings, who are playing right now on the Advantage Trailer Rentals scoreboard. Vancouver leading LA 3-2 early in the third. Penguins beat the Sabres 5-4 in overtime. Rob Brown with six points for the Penguins. Oh, wait a minute, that's that's an old game. Blue Jackets beat the Canadians 2-1 in overtime. It was the Panthers beating the Stars 4-3 in a shootout. Predators outlast the Capitals 6-3. Wild second period and then no scoring in the third. Wild shut out the Flyers 3-0. Three straight shutouts for Dubnik. Jets beat the Coyotes 4-1. Arizona is 2-15-3 on the season. The Oil Kings lose 5-2 in Kelowna. That's the advantage trailer rental scoreboard. Mark and Barry are up next on the phones. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre.
3: This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chance Left bomb giving another chance. A shot deflects five hole and scores. Maxine Legacy opened the wickets and the puck tumbled through.
2: Matt Benning is second of the season. That made it 4-0 for the Oilers halfway through the second period. They go on to steamroll the Vegas Golden Knights 8-2 tonight at Rogers Place. By the way, I mentioned uh, Devin Dubnik, third straight shutout. Shutout streak for Dubnik, 105, 195 minutes and uh, five seconds. Minnesota beating Philadelphia 3 nothing tonight. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Mark on the open line. Mark, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. Hi. Hey, Hi.
5: How are you guys doing? Doing well. Um, I just wanted to comment on the game tonight. I never thought that the Oilers would come out that way. I don't think anyone really expected that. But I think the reason for that is because You've seen their road trip. They played a couple of tough teams. They had the Islanders first, and they came out with a win there, and then another one in uh, Jersey. The Rangers was a tough game. And then you had uh, the Washington Capitals on Sunday. And as much as I like seeing the Edmonton Oilers forcing overtime and watching Dry Seidel and McDavid uh, do their magic, um, it's nice to see the Edmonton Oilers get a regulation win.
2: and, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, well, it was – I, mean, I mean, look, we, we, we mentioned Vegas' uh, goaltending challenges. I don't think they're going to play at a 10-5-1 clip in every 16-game or game segment throughout the season. So – but but the thing is, and, and Rob mentioned this earlier, the Oilers were able to get rolling tonight, and, and, and Todd McClellan wanted to see it this morning. For the most part, they checked. And we referenced Jesse puglia saving a goal. When it was one nothing for the Oilers in the first period, you look back and say, "Well, it was a too big deal." At the at the time, it, it was a big deal. They killed penalties. They checked. Talbot made the saves when they needed. Uh, you know, they competed hard for pucks most of the night, and they were able to get offense and chances off of that.
3: Well, that's now what ten goals against in the last five games you're going to have a good record. That's a good point. So they're 3-1-1 one, and one in their last five games. They're playing well. The Things are going their, uh, their way. They, they, they like the defensive style they got going. Their their specialty teams are starting to get better. They started picking it up uh, on the penalty kill on the road trip. They score a couple power play goals tonight. But for the, the Oilers, and we saw it all last year, their, their success starts with good defensive hockey. If they play good defensive hockey, if they're holding teams to two goals, they're eventually going to find ways to win these hockey games. And if you want to become a playoff team, when you get into the playoffs, all of a sudden you're in every hockey game and you have a chance to, to come out on, on top. So the Oilers are doing what they need to do, and they're doing it because they've started to straighten out their own zone, and that's something that really lacked early in the season. Yep. They were, As Todd McClellan said, especially on home ice, they were cheating. He didn't see that tonight. and. With the others start it, once they get healthy, once they get Camilleri here, they're also going to have decisions to make. So if you get caught cheating, guess what? Someone else is going to come in and take your your spot in the lineup. So uh, it, it was a good night. The as Todd said that you're not scoring eight goals every night. You might not score eight goals again this year, but you can have another sound defensive game and have success. And I think that's the part that he's looking at is the fact that they continued what they did on the road trips defensively. They brought it home for the first time in a long time.
2: Patrick Maroon had a couple of points tonight. We will go for him, but quickly let's go back to the phone
5: lines and bring in Barry. Hey, Barry.
1: How's it going? Good. Yeah, it's good. Uh,
5: Sound effort by the boys tonight. I thought they really didn't have any passengers. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Kara played awesome. I thought he really had a strong game.
2: Yeah, I think he's, he's rejuvenated. I, I think he uh, had to think a little bit and, and get energized by being out of the lineup, and he had to assist this evening.
5: I would really like to see him become a regular fourth-line center. Could, it could be.
2: Uh, I, I don't know if they'll put him at center this year. But, uh, you know, he has played the position
0: in the past. Yeah, yeah. He's big and strong. And when he uses his physicality, he can be
5: a very effective player. And that was a very nice pass to Clefbaum.
0: Yeah, you're right. But with
3: with any young player, it's the consistency. And that's what he did. He didn't have that early in the season. That's why he found himself in the press box. Here's his opportunity. And I hope he grasps it. He's a good kid that has attributes that this team could sorely use.
5: But they can't all have the consistency that you used to have, Rob.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure every coach would... Would say that I was consistent.
2: <laughs> Barry, let's finish the play here, buddy. Let's see what Kellen's cooked up as we're looking Wheels to give you an fa- eight day parking pass to Jets at U Park. Wheels a pass ahead to Ov two over the line left circle. Dishes off. Kajula's Okay, I, I Kell I don't even know if Kellen sent me the right
1: answer. Uh Kajula it's goal or no goal. No goal. Wheels a pass ahead to OV2 over the line, left circle. Dishes off. Kajula's save made by Legacy somehow with his backside to Kajula. Well, all right, good stuff. Barry, you
2: win. Good clue there from Kellen. Kajula actually didn't get a point tonight, uh, though I thought he had a, a pretty good game. And he added a little bit of a different element to the line of Letestu and, and Cassian, Kajula back for the first time in a week since he blocked the shot against the Islanders, so yeah, I mean, I, I liked a lot of Kajula's game, he may not get as many scoring opportunities with that line but I thought he checked pretty hard
3: Well, what you have is you have more speed on your fourth line, I, I mean, if, if the line before was, you know, Latestu with a Jokinen or, or, or someone like that it wasn't a threat when you got Cassian now with a Kajula you have a threat on your fourth line. They can score. They can put the puck in the net. So I'm not sure what the lines will be come Thursday night, but I thought Kajula, coming back from injury, he looked good. A lot of people, when they come back, they favor something. I mean, if you come back from knee injury, you favor favor your knee. I don't – it didn't look like he was favoring anything. He looked healthy. He looked quick. And I think he's also another piece of the puzzle when it comes to your penalty kill. I think what we've seen in the National Hockey League, a good penalty kills. Are They have a group of guys out there that are quick, that have quick sticks, have quick feet. Kajula has that. So I see if this penalty kill wants to become more successful, I see him
2: being part of it. Does this mean Malone is going down?
3: I would think so. Yeah. I think the fact that uh, Karen now has shown that he's capable of putting together a couple of good games, I think with Camilleri coming in. I believe Malone will go down. It's no good having him sitting up here in the press box not playing because he has the ability to go up and down.
2: Oilers win 8-2. Let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Patrick Maroon. Hats off to him, though. I mean, that takes a lot of
6: courage to get in there, and especially when uh, it's a game like that for anyone. Uh, but, you know, it seems like, for me, hopefully good things will happen for him. Maybe next game he plays, and hopefully good things will happen for him. Little, just a little love tap through the crease there, him. Yeah, I just... I don't know, I... I don't know what you guys see up there, but I'm going in the net hard, and I feel like I I got pushed into the goalie, and the puck was already in. So maybe it shouldn't have been a penalty. Maybe it should have been waved off as a goal. But uh, I don't know. The game's changing every minute, so who knows? Penalties are weird right now. So, uh, but you know, stuff happens. I was hoping Connor would get the hat trick,
4: though. You've had a lot of chances in recent games, but tonight you really put a nice one-timer away. That must have felt good. Yeah, it does
6: feel good. Obviously. uh, you know when you're when you're getting a lot of chances and you're getting a lot of attempts, you're not really mad about that. You've got to keep building off that because they, what they tell you is if you're not getting chances, you've got to find ways to get chances. So I was getting chances, so I was just waiting for the one to go in. No snaps. Read,
2: that's Patrick Maroon. All right, thanks a lot, Brendan Ulrich. working the victorious Oilers dressing room tonight. They pound the Vegas Golden Knights 8-2. Two goals each for McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. Benning, Clefbaum, Letestu, and Maroon also score. So next up for the Oilers, the St. Louis Blues on Thursday. We'll have it for you on 6.30, Chad, 5.30 for the face-off show. The game will start at 7. You can get more on... This game and the Jokinen for Camilleri trade on 630chett.com. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Thanks to all of you who called in tonight as well. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. 8-2, the Oilers win it. Have a great night.